the Dallas Stars suffered their first shutout loss of the 22-23 season. And on today's episode, we'll take a deep dive into this game, talk about what went wrong, and we'll hear some post-game thoughts from defenseman Miro Haskinen, Captain Jamie Benn, and head coach Pete DeBoer. We'll be taking it segment by segment on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, December 7th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show and you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on audio only, you can follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And you can find us on social media at Locked on Stars, Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Now let's jump into today's episode and talking about a game that had quite a bit of hype built up around it, not just on this podcast, but across the hockey world, two really good teams in the Dallas Stars and the Toronto Maple Leafs coming into the American Airlines Center on Tuesday night, both also featuring players riding point streaks of 18 and 19 games respectively. And unfortunately, only one of them left the building Tuesday night with their point streak intact. And that player was Mitch Marner. Jason Robertson's 18 game point streak has sadly come to an end. Uh, it really felt like he was destined uh, to cross the threshold of 20, something that no Stars player has ever done, and it has not been done in this organization since the mid-1980s. So 20 is still the record, and it appears it is going to be that way for quite some time. It's still heck of a run from Robo, but you look at this game in general, and it just seemed like a game that could go back and forth. I mean, both these teams clearly have some very impressive offensive firepower and the stars were just simply stonewalled and it was not due to a lack of effort it was due more to a lack of execution 44 shots on goal seven chances on the power play including a double minor uh, a high sticking on Jason Robertson and a five on three that really at one point was a five on two with the player with the broken stick. I mean, the stars cannot complain about the lack of power play opportunities or, you know, unfair officiating as the Leafs only had two chances on the man advantage in which they went zero for two on those looks. And the stars offense generated 26 high danger chances for 90 three Corsi for which both of those stats high danger chances and Corsi according to natural stat trick Corsi for again is just general shots not necessarily on goal these are shots that get blocked these are shots that go on net shots that go wide of the cage anything that is a shot is counted in Corsi and the stars racked up 93 uh, I mean they shot the puck a lot tonight and they could just not get any of them to bounce their way ton of blocks from this Toronto Maple Leafs team I mean they were 
all over the ice and really just felt like they were suffocating the Stars at time. But at the same time, the Stars also, it felt like in several moments, especially early in the game, that this just seemed like another typical night for them, that they were going to do what they normally do, rack up a ton of shots, but also execute and score three, four, if not five or six goals in this game. But you got to give credit to the Leafs netminder, Matt Murray, who had a fantastic game. Jake Ottinger, I thought, played well, too. I know that there were people complaining about his performance online. But if you look at the goals that were surrendered, it's hard to peg those on Jake. Of course, you'd love to see him make the saves, but especially that second one. I mean, go back and watch that Austin Matthews goal. I mean, he's wide open. No one is covering him. You can't expect him to be wide open and him to miss that shot uh, or not at least get very close to burying it. I mean, Jake Ottinger is a good goalie, but that is not a matchup that favors him or really any other goaltender in this league. And this is the first time the Stars have been shut out this season. They've shut out a couple teams so far in this campaign, but it took 26 games for the Stars to get shut out. It was going to happen eventually. It's kind of inevitable for every team. Every team goes through it pretty much at least once throughout the season. Hopefully we never see it happen to the Stars again. And it was just sad and frustrating and really hard to watch in a game that you know, it felt like the Stars had their looks and it felt like they were going to break through. It was kind of that way on Sunday's game against the Wild. The car, the Stars did, of course, score early in the second, but Marc-Andre Fleury was a, a pretty solid and then things just kind of started to fall apart and you just kept waiting and waiting for the Stars to get that one goal to go across the line. And then with this team, I mean, it really just takes one goal and then this team can get rolling. Uh, we've seen that several times this season in crazy comebacks. And this would have been a pretty small comeback in comparison to the games against Minnesota and Chicago earlier this season. But one of the trickiest parts to watch in this game was the power play. I mean, we talk about seven opportunities. I believe that's the most chances the Stars have gotten in a game so far this season. And they were not able to execute again. One of those chances, a five-on-three. One of them, uh, a, a double minor. I mean, four minutes on the power play, and, and it's not for a lack of looks. There were several chances that seemed like they were just set to go in, uh, but either it was blocked by a Leafs defenseman or it was saved by Matt Murray. Now let's go and listen to one of the members of the Stars' top power play unit in Miro Haskin and hear his thoughts after a game like this. Um. Yeah, Yeah. we had, a, of course, a lot of chances, and... Uh, of power play time, so yeah, I mean, I mean we, we had great chances, but I didn't score. So yeah, it's, it's of course a little frustrating, but yeah, I uh, need to move on and uh, be better next game. As you get more chances, does it get into your head at all? Does it get mental? Are you push too hard? Uh, not really. I think uh, it's, it's been working well this season, so yeah, we, we don't get too frustrated if, if it's not going in, but of course it's we had so many chances, so it's a little bit frustrating, but I mean, that's a part of the game. Sometimes it's not going in, but yeah, we had a still good chances, and we just need to score, score yeah. from those. Was there anything Murray was doing in particular tonight, or was just making saves? Um, yeah, I, I mean, he was he was really good tonight. Uh, made some some huge saves, but I mean, it, at the same time, it's uh, our job to score goals and try to find the find open open net. So yeah, we didn't do that, but yeah. It was really good. The Stars power play has been consistently in the top 10 all season, been one of the best groups and units in the league, and they generated looks, but, I mean, they just didn't execute, which is just not like them. I mean, if you're going to get seven chances, you would expect a team as good as Dallas to get at least three or four goals out of that and really make a team like the Leafs pay, but 
the Leafs able to escape this one unscathed despite them playing pretty undisciplined. I think pretty much every penalty they committed was warranted, uh, some of them especially more than others. But the Stars got their chances and just could not capitalize. And it was just a shame because the Leafs did capitalize on the mistakes that the Stars made, although the Stars' mistakes revolved a little bit more around not playing as tightly or as aggressively around their own crease, and it came back to bite them. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will hear from Stars Captain Jamie Benn and get his thoughts on last night's shutout loss. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Yeah, I mean, we had some great looks. But uh, I, know, I, get, I don't know how many we had tonight. Uh, you know, we got to find a way. Uh, does it get more frustrating as you guys get deeper into it and you haven't had success in the game? Um, not really, no. Um, it gives us another opportunity to step up and, and make a difference in a hockey game. Uh, you know, like I said, we had a lot of good looks. Um, you know, we have to definitely uh, find a way. Uh, we really made some great saves. Uh, you got to tip your hat to him. Um, we're going to get the job done. That was Dallas Stars captain Jamie Benn giving his thoughts in the locker room after the Stars' 4-0 shutout loss at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, the first time the Stars have been shut out this season. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day, continuing to talk about Tuesday night's game between the Maple Leafs and the Stars. And you go back to talking about the offense for Dallas, or really the lack of offense in this matchup. I mean, this is really the first time we've seen the Stars' offense look like this. They've had other seemingly lackluster performances offensively. The game in Colorado, uh, the game in Boston way back earlier in the season, it wasn't great, but they still found ways to score the puck, even the game that they played up in Winnipeg, only getting one in that matchup. But really, the, the fault of those games was letting the other team capitalize and take advantage of your mistakes. The Stars making plenty of other mistakes that the opposition, whether the Bruins, Avalanche, or Jets, were able to capitalize on. And ultimately, those ended up kind of being the deciding factor in those matchups. It was a little bit less the Stars' inability to score and more some of the other mistakes that they made. But this was a game where, I mean, the Stars maybe could have certainly done some things better, especially on the defensive end. But on the offensive end, they really didn't do a lot of things wrong or poorly. It was just a matter of executing and finishing plays and burying the puck in the back of the net. So it was really just an odd game to watch. And again, it took 26 games for the Stars offense to be stonewalled like this, which I think is a testament to how good they've been this season. We're pretty much a quarter of a way through the year, and the Stars offense has been pretty consistent across the board. I mean, it dips and fluctuates a little bit here and there, as you would expect. But it really just was odd to see, and I don't think this is something that we should get used to seeing going forward. And I mean, you look at the forwards specifically 
in Tuesday night's game, having just heard from Jamie Benn. They certainly got a plethora of looks. Of course, you got guys like Miro Haskinen and Niels Lundqvist firing from the blue line, but the forwards uh, had plenty of looks, a lot of on-band rushes in this game for Dallas, especially in the first period that they weren't able to execute on. But the best line in this game uh, was not necessarily the top line or Jamie Benn and Wyatt Johnston or Delandria. It was that second line. Marchment, Foxa, and Sagan had a really good game and generated the most looks for this team. They generated 16 Corsi for versus only three Corsi against on the five on five. They generated 10 scoring chances for and six high danger chances for all of that. Again, according to naturalstattrick.com. Really liked what I saw from those guys and the game on Tuesday, especially Tyler Sagan. I know that he's taken a little bit of a step back as far as production as of late, but I thought he looked really, really good on Tuesday night, and it just seemed like he was going to finally get back in the goal-scoring column. It's been a little bit since we've seen him bury a puck in the back of the net, and he got his fair share of looks in this game. Really did seem like we were finally going to see Sagan get back on track. Just not meant to be, but Marchment was getting looks. Foxa was winning some face-off battles, winning some puck battles, and setting his guys up for success. Really continuing to like what I see from that second line, that just unable to finish things off. And that was just the story of the game. And there is a little bit of discussion I even saw on social media during this matchup, kind of about how the lines should be, maybe be rearranged because there's kind of some questions of should you keep Roddick Foxa on that second line with Marchment and Sagan or should you move him back to the fourth line and kind of make that a, a more full and complete checking line again with Kiviranta and Glenn Denning. And it's a fair question. And I still think even though we are about a quarter of way through the year that the Stars are still trying to figure out some things with their roster because you, you know, you're not necessarily in a great position to just go out and make a, a monumental trade and readjust your roster. You still are, are limited a little bit with the cap and limited a little bit with who you can try to deal out or what you can at least try to get in return. But I, you know, you see people say, well, maybe we should move Foxa back down, but is Dennis Gurionov really going to do much better on that second line? I mean, we've seen him on that second line and there just hasn't been a lot there. I, I do agree that he maybe isn't the best utilized on that fourth line, but I just don't really know what to do with kind of that second and fourth line. I think the first line and the third line are in good shape. You don't need to adjust much there, but I, I don't know. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to drop them in the comments down below. Do you like Roddick Foxa on that second line playing center with Sagan and Marchman on the wings, or do you think he should move down to the fourth line with Kiviranta and Luke Glendinning, and you give Denis Gurionov a chance on that second line? Uh, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts, and I know there's even some speculation that if the Stars are looking to make a trade at some point this season, we're obviously still months away from the NHL trade deadline, I believe, and I think rightfully so. A lot of other people believe as well that Denis Gurionov could potentially uh, be the biggest commodity as far as a skater goes for the stars. I'm not saying it's a guarantee he'll get moved. I'm not necessarily sure what the demand for a guy like Denis Gurionov would look like or what a package deal would look like. That's a different conversation for a different day, but I mean, it's just something worth considering and something I'm curious to see how the coaching staff handles going forward because I think based on the performance Tuesday night, you might keep that second line intact and just see if you can continue to get good production from those three because it really feels like Sagan and Marchman have just been waiting for an ideal teammate. Both of them got plenty of looks again in this game on Tuesday night. Tyler Sagan got six shots on goal, and Mason Marchment got three shots on goal. So, I mean, nine shots on goal between those guys. You throw in one from Roddick Foxa as well. Pretty productive stuff from that second line. So I'm curious to see 
what the decision is with those guys, especially Roddick Foxa, what the coaching staff looks to do going forward. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will hear from Dallas Stars head coach Pete DeBoer to get his thoughts on the Stars' loss on Tuesday night to the Leafs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the story, right? Story of the game, right? Um, you know, I, I loved our start to the game. I thought we had, you know, a, a handful of grade A chances early in that first period to to get out in front of the game, which I think would have been important. And uh, you have to give their goalie credit; he made some saves. And then, uh, you know, in the middle there, when when we got the power plays in the second period, and and uh, you know, had a chance to claw back into the game again you know it was either you know big save or an execution uh issue with us just you know just off a little bit and uh you know that's that's what happened with all their blocks was it something that they were doing well or something that your guys could have done? um i don't know i mean what did they have 20 27 yeah, I mean, you know, I think that probably speaks a little bit to our execution. I thought, you know, I mean, you have to give them credit. They block shots and, and their goalie played really well. But, you know, I think a little bit is that is execution on us, maybe holding in an extra half second, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden that lane's not available anymore. You've talked about the process a lot this season. When you look at a game like this where you had – the odd man rushes early, yeah. five on three late. How do you put together the result versus the process in this? Yeah. Game? Well, you know, we'll look at the tape. You know, there's always things you can do better, but uh, we we created more than enough chances to to score three or four or five goals tonight. So, um, you know, I I think the the ones we get we gave up. I, I'd like to look at. You know, uh, you know, you always you always want to. Uh, defend a little bit better and uh you know there was a couple there where you know we either uh skated by coverage or lost a battle in front of the net things like that so um you can always defend better but uh you know we we created enough offense tonight to to score three or four and most nights when we've done that uh we have scored three or four we didn't tonight and you have to you know give their guy some credit for that that was Dallas Stars head coach Pete DeBoer giving his thoughts on last night's 4-0 shutout loss that the Stars suffered at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think, you know, you listen to the postgame audio and nothing sounding too drastically different. I think one of the biggest takeaways for me after this game is the people we talked to, granted we only talked to two players and, of course, Coach DeBoer, is no one seemed, you know, necessarily extra down or, you know, sad I guess after this game more than any other loss that I've been around for this season and gone and spoken to players and coaches after the game I mean not that you're just happy after a loss or you know everything's fine and there's no need to make adjustments or try to fix things but I think that's one thing that's worth noting is that no one really seemed extra down after this game it did feel like a little bit worse of a loss at least me watching but I think this team is still you know is in a good space mentally I think they know who they are they know what they're capable of and what they can do 
night in and night out. And I think if they continue to work hard and put their nose to the grindstone and practice and, and make those adjustments behind the scenes, I mean, that's where teams get better is when the, the lights aren't on, the cameras aren't on, they're in practice, they're in film, uh, they're taking care of themselves. That's where teams truly get better. And that's where teams can elevate their games from good to great to eventually being a championship level team. And so I think that's what's really important is the, the, the confidence remains in that star's locker room. Those guys trust each other. They know who they are as a team. They know what they can do together. And I think that I know I believe it. And I bet that everyone in that locker room does as well. That Tuesday night's game was an anomaly. That is not the Dallas Stars that will be remembered in the 22-23 season. If they continue to do what they've done this season is go back to the drawing board and understand that things aren't going to go perfect all the time. Things are not going to always fall your way. Sometimes you are going to get shut out at home despite getting 44 shots on goal and sometimes the puck is just not going to bounce your way it happens it happened a lot last season but I don't think that this version of the Dallas Stars is going to fall into some sort of trap after this game and Pete DeBoer I mean seemed very pleased with the effort that his team gave there's really just a lack of execution and maybe a few things that you can work on in practice things that you can look at in film and make the proper adjustments and then get ready to go for another game on Thursday. I mean, games like this are just bound to happen every once in a while. It's inevitable. I mean, teams just have bad games. There's 82 games in a season. You're going to have a few duds here and there, and it's just an unfortunate part of the game. And the good thing is now the Stars can move on from this one and look forward to their next matchup. And they're still in a good place in the division. They're tied with 33 points with the Winnipeg Jets, who got a win last night. Uh, they're still tied for the first place spot in the division. No need to panic. I think this team is going to be just fine. You just got to shake this one off and continue to work hard. Again, keep your nose on the grindstone and continue to find ways to get better and make the proper adjustments. We've said it before. We've heard it before that good teams stop the bleeding and the Dallas Stars still have a great opportunity to do just that over the next two games, a home game on Thursday against the Ottawa Senators. You want to talk about teams that just have the Stars numbers in the past several meetings. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I feel like the Ottawa Senators, although these are very different teams as far as where they stand in playoff picture and record, and that is very much the case this time as well. The, the Senators seemingly not as good as the last time these teams got together, but we're just going to have to see what happens on Thursday's game. We'll, of course, preview that game tomorrow. But then the Stars also play the Detroit Red Wings in a Saturday afternoon game. You know how I feel about afternoon games, but another great opportunity, a quality opponent, and the Dallas Stars have a great chance to get a get four points out of those games. And then it's a pretty brutal road trip through the Metropolitan Division after that. They'll be on the road. They got the Devils, the Penguins, the Hurricanes, uh, I know the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm missing a team on that road trip, but it's not an easy road trip coming up for the Stars, and they're going to have to get some wins on that trip as well, but you've got to get these important up-for-grab points on home ice and get a little bit of momentum going before you go out on the road for the next week and a half or so and play against some really talented, really tough teams from the Metropolitan Division. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to rate and review the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you hear. And you can also find and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And just like I said a second ago, we will be previewing 
the Stars' next game against the Ottawa Senators on tomorrow's episode, so be sure to come back for that. Check that out. Hopefully the Dallas Stars can get back in the win column against Ottawa, a team that they have talent, but I think the Stars are better than and certainly should be able to get a win on home ice. Hopefully they can do just that. We'll have all the details and everything you need to know about tomorrow's game on tomorrow's episode. But I hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.